Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode nine of Bry Time, which brings us my good friend Dave Gerard, uh, who I met in law school way back when at Hofstra. Dave and I were in the same first year section at law school, so you basically spend the whole year with those same students, and we got to know each other literally from day one and told some interesting stories about that uh, during the podcast. Um, we had a bunch of other law school stories that we recounted, and then we moved on to talk about Dave changing professions from being a lawyer to being a psychologist after he got his PhD in psychology. And we talked a little bit about a trip we took to CREO Speedwagon with his current girlfriend, and we talked about her in a little more depth as well, uh, along with some funny stories along the way. So let's get right to it. Without further ado, I bring you Dave. What does a man with a lot of interesting friends and some time in his hands do? He starts a podcast. Welcome to Bry Time, a sit down with a different person from Brian's inner circle. So get ready. It's Bry Time. Hey, Dave, welcome to the show. Wait, that's it? That's how you start? <laughs> that's how I start. There's no, like, in music? Oh, there is, but that gets edited. You don't in play it. me in? No, no, that comes at the uh, post-production. Post <laughs> edit it? No, no, you, this is just normal. Oh, this is, okay, raw? Yeah, this is raw. You're doing it raw, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> raw dog. Raw, it. yeah. <laughs> yes. So, uh, mm -hmm. so thanks for coming in, Dave. <laughs> I, I like to point out that... Um, before the podcast. Yeah, thanks for freezing the cave for me. <laughs> I'd like to point out that you have never listened to the podcast before. I, I haven't heard a word about the podcast. I don't and, know a thing. And you said, in your defense, you said you did it intentionally because you wanted to come in here without any, you know, notions of how it should go. Yes. Yes. I want to be fresh, clean, virgin, raw, <laughs> everything. Yeah. Back right. up. Perfect. Okay. Back up. So, um. So we got. Are you? Is, yeah. No, you're perfect now. You're perfect. Okay. Okay. So, uh, my Hofstra friend. Yeah. You're my friend who I met at Hofstra. Wait. What? What are we doing here? We're just having a conversation. Conversation. We're just having a conversation. <laughs> I had to come to Westchester. For yeah. This? Yeah. Listen, you're, I'm going to really need you to step up on this podcast more than I needed the other people. Yeah. Because as I mentioned to you, I'm pretty tired. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll carry this. I went out. I went to with Dad. Wait, why are lights flashing? Yeah, uh, people have commented on you know you're trying to be original, but because you haven't heard anything before, you just uh, you tread an old ground, my friend. Fine, fine. Yes, but I, I'm going to really need you to, to really take over in this. I'll take and over. You you have that kind of personality. I okay. Think. So podcast. podcast. What's the name of this podcast? It's the Bright Time Podcast. Bright Time. Bright Time. Bright, I thought Bright Time was when you grab a bottle of Jergens and you used to stare at the poster Cheryl Teagues over your bed. <laughs> Wasn't that Bright Time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you prepared some stuff, haven't you? <laughs> you? You're not coming in as cold as you know, tried to like 47-minute train ride to get up here. <laughs> you came up, you got some, got yeah. some stock. I, I, got I like little, it. I got a little. Listen, listen, throw out whatever you got there. Sure. But, uh, no, I, I was worried that I needed someone to step up. I, I think we're good. Who knows if it'll end up in the final No, cut. no. Everything's, I got final cut. You though, do, right? but almost everything's going to stay in unless you really have Great. some good objection to it. Yeah. So uh, Wait, so yeah. have people remarked that like the... What's this thing called? It's a microphone. No, but... The, the, the Yeti. The Yeti. This is the Yeti. That's quite a... And you have the snowball. That's quite a phallic looking... You know, it It's like our microphones should wait, get together. If you're going to talk about the phallic <laughs> stuff, we have a psychologist in our midst audience, and oh. we're going to get to that later, but clearly, this is what psychologists think like, right? See, this every, is what every, you do. What do I do? You say, clearly. That just like ends all debate. Whenever you say clearly, like it's done, we're moving on, I win. You always like... You have a, you know what? I, I know what's happening. What's happening? So this is you always having an answer. You got me stuck here for like an hour in a room with applying me with alcohol. It's like a you're selling me a timeshare. Like, <laughs> I just I got the, the fluorescent light. <laughs> fluorescent light. Yeah. This is terrible. Okay. Tell me where I signed so you could just get the hell out of here. <laughs> He's a one man comedy show. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Keep going. I love what you've done with the room. By the way. Well, yeah, what is, this? What, is, that, is that you? No, that's Jacob. That's Jake? when he was like, eight years old playing soccer. Before he discovered the calculator? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. He, he, he was playing sports for a while. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is uh, the studio. We got the, the black stuff. is just soundproofing. That's my little league trophies. I love this. Where did you get this? Uh, how many Am deliveries? Amazon, right? No, actually, they, they kind of, the uh, they compress it. Oh. 
So it was one delivery for, okay. the, for the soundproofing. Right. But, uh, so, but I, so one box. But one, one little box. But this will be here long past us. I'm going to leave it. When we sell the house, I think the next people are going to want it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a selling. It'll enhance yeah, the house. Yeah, you're going to put that in the, the ad. Like, <laughs> I have right. a studio downstairs. That's right. That's right in the green room mm-hmm. upstairs. Green room. So, uh, so what do you want to talk about? Well, you brought me here. Can I just tell you, first of all, like, yeah. as a, my first old-fashioned, uh, yeah. not so good. Yep. Oh, is it? No. What do you need? Well, let, let me just bring I the audience. I think it should have been sweeter. I ask all my guests before they come what they like to drink so I can have it for them. Most people pick things like mm. vodka and cranberry. I see. Or, or tequila, something simple. All but, the sugar is stuck on the bottom uh, of the... But Dave said, I want an old-fashioned... So Like me. <laughs> exactly. I don't didn't know what it was. Turns out it involves bourbon and bitters and and vermouth so i i spent a good part of today going to store to store finding this and you had to make your i'm own. so touched you made the effort well listen really? I mean, this you... is about the most you've done for me <laughs> in like the 30 years i've known you i've been trying to ride your coattails all this from day one you, you've been always clear since i knocked you on your ass well we're gonna get to that okay well let's get to it right now fine you and i met what first day of law school Practically, maybe even beforehand, right before yeah. maybe classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we were both um, dormed in the graduate law school dorms, Twin Oaks, exactly. And we were a couple doors down. Uh, actually, I was in one building. There were maybe two, three stories high, and you were in the building in the opposite so, courtyard. So when was? How did we first meet? Uh, maybe they served pizza at some get together, and yep. you probably took a pie for yourself. <laughs> and you probably took and one it... slice and took two uh, two hours to eat it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the slowest eater on the planet. So we met at some probably orientation. Yeah, and we gravitated to each other. Yeah, probably. But okay. we were also assigned to the same section. That's right. Section in in law school, there were three sections: A, B, and C. Yeah. Ninety students in a section, and basically you were. St- we're going to be with those 90 people the whole first year of law school. First year. 1L. So yep. we had that. We had that. So we we got pretty close pretty quick. You were, were probably each other's first kind of friend mm-hmm. in law school. Yeah. Until about a few days in, right? Uh, yeah, you could say that. And then something happened, didn't it? Something happened. What, what happened? Tell that story, Dave. Uh, should we go to commercial first <laughs> before we... Is it, we no, we don't have advertising. Well, I, I have advertising. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Fleischmann's. Fleischmann's hats. Hats, hats, hats for everybody. As long as you're Jewish. It was that hats. Good. You know, I wish they were still in business and they'd pay us for that. <laughs> okay, back to you. So we were we were each other's probably only friend. We were like we were close yeah. and we, we had each other. Yeah. So so yeah. what happened? Well next? you're you're magnetic. Oh, I'm magnetic. You, yeah, you you know, you you know this. I don't know what you're talking about. Because you have mag- people are attracted to you. Is I'm not sound? saying anything about, you know, sexually. No, no. Uh, yeah. that's, uh, and what gender is, is irrelevant, right. too. Right, cis, whatever. Cis, whatever it is cis these bro, days. all of them. <laughs> yeah. So at some point, somebody must have said, let's all get together for some pickup football game. That's right. Yeah. And I and my new best friend, Brian, went <laughs> to play pickup football with about a dozen other people, perhaps. And everybody's in our class, basically. Everybody's a 1L. We all know each other for well, less than a week. Yeah, I mean, basically. we're all trying to get to know each other, right? Yeah. So it's kind of a formative <clears throat> experience. It is. It is. And so, like, to start off the game, there's a kickoff, <laughs> which is really a throw-off. And I just thought, you know, I'm just going to, like, beat that ball down the field. And you were on the track team at Penn. I you, had, were, you were fast. Yeah. Very yeah, fast. Yeah. So I have high school. But you were going to show off. I was going to, I just felt it like it was a beautiful day. We're outdoors, <laughs> you know. And, and so I, I beat the ball down. And we were on, we were on, we were on opposite, opposite, okay, opposite, opposite teams. teams. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I beat the ball down the field, but I was so busy looking up at the ball. I didn't look at where I was running or who I was running into. And <laughs> who, who is the, who is the going to return that kick? Um, the other team. Oh, you you might have heard of him. <laughs> He's you. <Okay. laughs> so I, I I didn't realize I was running into you until it happened, and I knocked you flat on your butt. I mean, you, you were playing a game of touch football. Yeah. And you come in like a game of tackle. Yes. You, you hit early. Yep. There's not supposed to be hitting. No. And you bloodied me. Yeah. You you literally blooded me, and it was the craziest thing ever. And this and, is how I introduced myself to everybody at Hofstra. I, I remember, like, getting up, and everyone is just, like, looking at you, yeah, the new guy. Right. Like, what is wrong with this particular person yeah. that he would do this on the first play yeah. of the first game we ever played in law school? Yeah. 
So uh, yeah, that wasn't a, that wasn't a great move on your part. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I've done other things that are stupid and embarrassing, but never, never like this. Causing so I, much harm in such a short. Yeah, you know, basically, that you're the uh, that day I was the asshole. Yes, that's right. I was the asshole. What is that from Swingers? I'm the <laughs> right. <laughs> so um. Yeah. yeah. So, that, so then afterwards, like you had a little bloody lip. I think we probably played because it wasn't oh, yeah, we so did. bad. Yeah, I yeah, it wasn't really wasn't that bad. Correct. But um, later on, I felt so guilty that I took. I think I had, you know, we're like twenty two years old. I had like a half eaten chocolate pudding pie, and as a peace offering, I went over to your door and I knocked on your door. I was like, I'm going to offer him a half of an eaten chocolate yeah, pudding pie. I, I think at that point, my mouth was wired shut from the. <laughs> The, oh, my lip was so big, I couldn't eat anything. Yeah. I think you were just trying to, like, show that you're a normal person again. Make amends. But but I knew better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the next three years, you, I, I yeah. figured, figured nothing really changed, right? You actually never accepted the chocolate pudding pie. Well, I never really eat desserts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You don't? I mean, if you brought a steak or a White Castle burger or a Blimpies from a grocery really? street, I would have eaten any of those things. Oh. But, like, a cake. I think I said, oh, thanks, and I acted normal because we barely knew each okay, other. Okay, so later I'm going to make it up to you. I'll get you, like, an entree or yeah, something. Yeah, okay, thank you. I'll get you some Brussels sprouts. <laughs> so what did you think of Hofstra Law School? <clears throat> well, I had fun, actually, which is probably not the first thing you're supposed to say. About... Uh, yeah, no, I think we had the similar experience, right? Well, why, yeah. Why did you like it so much? Well, we sat next to each other. <laughs> we and, right, Actually, right now I feel like... You're Monty Burns, and I'm Smithers, and I'm just like, you're a lackey? <laughs> you just have to say it here. No, I want can you to... Can you say, release the hounds? <laughs> release the hounds. <laughs> you, you could say anything you want. You, you know, you don't have to kowtow. Yeah. This is I'm your not, episode. Not kowtowing. Yeah, yeah. So, no towing. So what okay. what did you like about law school? Um, well, the first of all, I did have a lot of fun um, getting to know a lot of people. Coming from Penn, which was like a less friendlier school i felt like was it it wasn't like a social kind of fun nah, place? like if you belong to a fraternity or i don't for whatever reason i just did not find my niche so you had you had your, your little friend group but you didn't feel like you were you know, it, it high on the social uh, <clears throat> uh, i i i found just a few people okay but it really wasn't like a great experience yeah you know, that's funny with college it could be that way yeah and you know we're going through it with jacob trying to pick where he goes and you know, I know from my own experience that you can just be randomly assigned to a particular dorm room on a particular floor, and that's going to change... Change everything. Th- yeah. And if you're on the wrong floor, you know, you just might not meet anybody yeah. and, and yeah. have a very different experience. And that's kind of scary, yeah, the randomness so, of it. So actually at Penn, um, rather than living in the quad, which is 100-something years old, which it's is beautiful, I the most uh, desirable place to live <laughs> on campus... You were um, randomly assigned. Because my roommate i knew from high school who was a football player the football player coach said you don't live in the quad you want to live in hill house some because it's filled with like a lot of international students and you can really dominate them <laughs> so <laughs> he picked talking. that and you went along for and i life. went along with it so we lived in like this like in the basement level <laughs> of a building that's constructed to look like a castle with a drawbridge and bars on the windows that sounds terrible. I mean, yeah. and also I think it was a mistake going in with a roommate, you know, because you kind of like. Yeah, we were, I was hanging yourself. too much on him. I would have been better off if yep. I had been on my own. So lots and lots of regrets. Lots, tons. You know, when, when the, the demons come at four in the morning when you can't sleep, <laughs> this kind of stuff floods back and it's, it's bad, right? You even sleep? I don't sleep. <laughs> so Dave, what, do you have any dominant <clears throat> memories, like great events, something that was funny to share from our time at law school? Well, speaking of I do. eating, oh boy. <laughs> go ahead. You... Uh, I just remember we used to go to McDonald's and it was a, the, 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 the hot stays hot and the cool stays cool. And we used to get the McDonald's sandwich and, like, make them all one big high hamburger. I, I don't remember that, <laughs> and I may edit that out. <laughs> I just don't know. Is that funny? No, actually, that's not the part. The part is, like, Do you have anything, like going with you, and you would just stare at me while I was eating because you'd already finished eating. And it's just, <laughs> just, like, it's painful you, you are you the to slow- eat with Yeah, me. it's ridiculous. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the funniest thing that happened to you in law school? Uh, in all three years? Yes. Uh, Funniest you, incident that maybe people could appreciate. Do you have an answer for that? I got a million of them. Okay. It's the bright time. I, this is my Shoot, job. that you've prepared. All right. Well, let's talk about the time <laughs> <laughs> when you and I decided that we found somehow that there was a regional 
Law oh School Negotiation Competition. This I didn't expect to talk about. <laughs> this is the best story we got <laughs> together. And by the way, that's I set it up too much because it's not so great. But mm. we found this competition. We decided we're going to enter as a team. And we also decided that we wanted the school, the law school to sponsor us and give us money to travel to Albany yep. for the hotel, for whatever. Yep. And we convinced them to do that. Yeah, I don't know how... We did that. We must have just gone into the dean and told him about it, and he said he would do it. We want to represent the school yeah. and make it. You know, we'd already, I guess, laid the groundwork for this because if you remember, I do. We went out for lunch with Monroe Friedman. Well, that's another story. Yeah, that came first, and that was that rolling? came first because I think it was when we were in first year. Okay, yeah, that's right. Law well, well, let me explain to the audience. Monroe Friedman was our contracts professor first year. He was the number. He was the most famous professor in the school. Um, um, for ethics, for and for really, he was yeah. a, it was a national name in ethics. Well known, yeah, and he was also well known to be the hardest grader in in the law school, and in fact, would fail people and give the highest grade he would maybe give is a BB minus. Yeah, and it would really hamstring people if you were in his section mm-hmm. because you were competing against the other sections who got better grades. Everyone hated to be in that particular class. Yeah. He was kind of a humorless guy too, and he was our professor. But at one point, he opened. This it up was the, your idea. Well, you tell them. Well, because there must have been something like take your professor, professor to lunch day. He kind of offered, like, if you to take you, you could yeah. go to lunch with him. Right. I mean, I never raised my hand in class. I don't think you did either. But never. for some reason, you, you wanted to go to lunch with him. I thought it'd be funny. And but of all the people in the class, why why choose me to like suffer through this? Because <laughs> I thought it would be funny why to go. Me along? Because it was the whole thing was the funniest thing to go to lunch with. Von Rose it was. Friedman. It was odd. And so feeling already the tension of the moment, I think we went in his car. So he picks <laughs> us up, and you sat up front, and I sat in the back seat. And, and this is a very unapproachable professor. Yeah, yeah. But here he's, we are in his he's car. He's esteemed. Yeah. And we get in the car, and I think just to, like, set everybody at some ease or, or whatever, because we were nervous, I just started telling some ridiculous story. <laughs> you didn't care. About, something like, oh, we're going to go eat near Roosevelt Field, which is near the racetrack, which is by some strip uh you know, place which and, and my mother's getting off work, like so. We, maybe she'll join us afterwards. <laughs> Something that, ridiculous. You wanted to kind of shock him a little, <laughs> I did. Or, or maybe just amuse yourself and me. It might, and, and, and you did. No filter. Yeah, yeah. But I th- that was kind of like you wanted to push the envelope with more than no filter. It wasn't like you were clueless. You yeah. knew what you were doing. Uh, I would. Do you remember anything from lunch? I really don't. I think actually the thing that sticks with me, which uh, in all sincerity I found to be, uh, we're going to start with some some sincerity. Let's bring the lights down. Okay. Um, (laughs) What I found to be refreshing was that he told us when he was the dean of the law school, um, he would hear about students who were idealistic and they would be poo-pooed by other professors. And Monroe was. Uh, uh, his sentiment was, no, I want those idealistic people. I want the people who are dreamers. I want the people who are, you know, trying to make a difference. I found that to be very encouraging. Yeah, but so, yeah, it it sounds like a great guy, but then when you see that he's willing to fail first-year law students yeah. and not give anyone <clears throat> over a B-minus yeah, so and, so, and hurt them so against their, their, their competitive really students. Yeah. That, that, I found that very <coughs> because was, he and had teaching approached the already class at that point, a member of yeah. the faculty which was contracts. and shown that we can handle ourselves, albeit, like, sophomorically. So <laughs> then... And by the uh, way, we had both listened to the negotiation tapes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because I think you took... What, what were the negotiation tapes? So... Um, before the negotiation tapes, I think you listened to Span- Japanese. You were I was learning- trying to learn Japanese. You're trying to learn Japanese, yeah. and, and you know I mean, why at- not? <laughs> right, right. So um, then I- you got these tapes about negotiating, and so we both had listened to the negotiation tapes, and we thought we would be the best negotiators in the world. Yeah, and and so from that you learned that there was some negotiation competition up at Albany. And you thought, oh, we should go compete in that competition. We're That's gonna right. rock because we just listened to these we're, tapes. We're gonna we're gonna win it all. Right, we're gonna clean up. <laughs> right. So so we we get funded by the administration, which we think is the funniest thing in the world because no one has ever given us money for anything. Right. We could have been making the whole thing up. Yeah, yeah. I, they probably gave us money well, just yeah, to they, get rid of us. There was no conference, you know, we didn't have to prove anything. <laughs> we drive up there and there's a lot of people there, a lot of teams. There's teams from different law schools with professors who are their advisors. It's a serious competition. And you and I are there. Yeah. We had just checked in the night before at the Marriott. Mm-hmm. 
And we had a stipend for dinner of like 25 bucks. So we, I think we ate like a sizzler right. or something comparable. <laughs> and we're eating this food and we're like, we're the kings of the, kings Living of the universe. Living so large right we now. We thought it was the greatest yeah. thing ever. This is all free, Dave. Right. And then we went to the pool. <laughs> and then we got the pool. Yep. We just swam. And we just floated around. Oh, my God. Like, you know, we just thought we just pulled a fast one off the whole, the whole right. world. And then the competition was the next day. Competition. So tell, tell us about the competition. So the competition, you know, they give you some sort of um, guidance that there's going to be a dispute and you're representing A and they're representing B. And give you some basic facts about basic, the dispute. Yeah, and like this is what you want, this is what you're willing to settle for or something like that. And you're just trying to like, you know, work out some negotiation with the other team. You know, basically, while, while you're being observed by three judges who, for the most part, were lawyers. They are lawyers. Local lawyers, yeah. Local mostly. And yep. so we would, you know... In our conferences, Brian and I would say, okay, here we're going to use the feel felt found, and then we're going to use the red herring, and then we're going to use... <laughs> all, all terms from the all chase we like, listen to. Right, right. It's like, <laughs> like, we're like, at the end. like a football huddle. Like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're calling plays. <laughs> and, we're gonna just, the, and the other two law, the law students on the other side, are just gonna, their heads are going to be dazzled by, right. by our amazing negotiation skills. Right, right. And we knew what we had to hit, because the hypo, hypothetical told you the bottom line and of what you know your client would accept. Right. So we knew what our target was. Right, right. And, right. and I think... We probably crushed like two or three of these. We must have like obliterated. We got much higher for our client <clears throat> much than higher. the target. Way higher. There was one woman who was just like, sure, you can have this. Sure, you can have Barbara. that. Bar oh, my God. Her <laughs> name. Ah! Oh, my God. We just gave the house away. Just, you know, I mean, anytime anyone turned away, we're high-fiving. Yeah. <laughs> we're high-fiving. Right. Our eyeballs are high-fiving. I think we're saying, where did they keep the trophies? How right. much is the prize going to be? I should have brought my tuxedo. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So we go through a few of these. And we think we're one. We, it's end of the day, and yeah. they're having the award ceremony. Award ceremony, big auditorium, you know, speeches, congratulations. You and I are preparing our speeches. Yeah, we're like, oh, we're so, like, I can't wait for this. And we got to go home and tell Dean Rabinowitz. I've got to thank the Academy. Right, right. <laughs> and then, you know, they, they might have had, like, four awards. And you hear the first one. It's like, all right, we don't want to. We're not fourth. Certainly, there's not, like, If they say our name now, it would be a disappointment. Yeah, yeah you can keep it. Yeah. And then third, <laughs> third is like, oh, well, we're, we really did that well. We're not even third. Like, oh we're going to get second or first. Second or first. This is amazing. And then they announced, like, second place. It's like, holy Which, which by the way, was Barbara. Right! Oh, <laughs> God. I'm sorry. I won't say her name anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, but, um, oh, go ahead. I can't even. And then... Oh, and then they announced, wait, wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let's back up. Let's mm -hmm. not give the end. After we did one of our negotiations oh, that's against right. Barbara, oh, I'm, the I'm, best part of the story. I'm holding my head. I'll do this part. Ugh. The three judges critiqued you right there. They didn't yeah. tell you what they were scoring you, but they critiqued you. And one of the judges, <laughs> <laughs> this is great, one of the judges said, you know, why did you fight so hard to keep that thing only to give it away at the end? And we were like, it's and it didn't mean anything it to give the, it away. It was the red herring. Yeah. We built it up to give it away as a concession. And then he, another judge asked us something else, saying, you know, why'd you do that? Because that's making sense. And we said, well, that's the, obviously the niffle. And right. we, we, you know, we, we were incredulous that they couldn't understand us. And at one point, they were basically attacking us and making it clear that they thought the other side did better. And you just had enough of it. And again, the filter problem. <laughs> <laughs> you turned to the guy. You turned to the whole panel. And yeah. you're just a pisha law student. And they're, you know, long-term judge in the yeah. field. And you said, oh, I, just, I just have a question for you guys. Are any of you guys negotiators? <laughs> and and they, they said, well, you know, we're practicing attorneys and as practicing attorneys, we negotiate every, you know, often in settlements. And he said, no, no, but actual negotiators, that's what you do. And they said, no. And he said, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were just the biggest jerk ever. I couldn't believe you were saying it, but I, you were saying what I was feeling, uh, but I would have never had the guts to say, you know, a third of what you just said. Yeah. So the award ceremony comes, you know, it's second place. It's not us. And we're still feeling pretty confident. And as you can all guess, we got shut out. We didn't get anything. We, I don't, if they placed the rest of the people didn't win, we would probably be low down. Yeah. People just didn't get us. Did yeah. They? they didn't get us. But I don't we, understand. What we, are you looking for? Well, we got the sizzle the night before. Ugh. I got that steak and that salad bar. You know, and this experience soured me on Albany for the rest of my life. It was bad. We we, we yeah. came back with our. I travel. couldn't even talk on the way home. Yeah, we were upset, and and I was just open. I would open the passenger side window and just scream Barbara. <laughs> and it, 
it's so bad. We're, we're still upset about it. It's we? still upset. It'll never go away. Yeah. And you're a psychologist, which we're about to get to. Hey. And, you know, you know all techniques to get past these kind of past life, you know, mm-hmm. terrible things. And injustice. <laughs> it was Call inju- it what it is. <laughs> it's an injustice. So, Dave, you became a lawyer upon graduating from Hofstra, and you've worked at a couple of firms. And how many years did you practice? Nine-ish. Nine-ish. Yeah. And, it, and after about nine years, you said... I'm done. Well, actually, before we graduated, I went into the placement office, Mm -hmm. and I got this book. It's like, what you can do with a law degree? (laughs) (laughs) You probably should have got the book before you you applied to law school. There's some notion. I I actually went to law school because I really wanted to be a DA, an ADA. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And did you not – you didn't get a job? That didn't happen. No, I mean, I I just just, um, shot myself in the foot a couple times. On the interviews, you mean? I, I, well, I wonder how a guy like you, who's so reserved in what you say and so measured in your in, in the words you choose, right, so how would you, you do poorly on an I'll interview? I'll tell you, and, and Waller knows Did this. You, you didn't attack the, the interviewer, right? I just said something inappropriate, right, apparently. I, so uh, I Brian gets me an interview. Brian Waller. Yeah, gets me an interview in the Bronx, and I meet with this guy who's got like six fingers on one hand, and I think the interview is going well. And then because he says, why do you want to be a DA in the Bronx? And I said, well, you know, my dad grew up in the Bronx. He's got a, like a Woolworths, like five and dime kind of store here. You know, if you need like, you know, diapers, you can mention my name or something like that. Like something just offhand kind of like stupid comment that I, and um, then they said, no, we're not taking you. So I kept calling back to find out why I wouldn't even get like passed to the next round. Well, you kept calling them? Yeah, because I'm like, so why didn't I get this next the pass through? I think you just answered the question. Yeah, that's what she said. She said you offered a bribe. I said that's not a bribe. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. That's where we're going. Yeah. I thought the fact that you kept calling them was no. Was, she was says because you offer, I said I'm offering somebody diapers. It's not a bribe. Like, <laughs> what are you talking I about? Remember. I don't even know if this guy has a kid or you not. Bribe the DA. I, that's how they took it. I was just like okay. doing me. I was being me. Yeah. Yeah. See. I, ha- I wish I was there for this because I just don't feel like you're accurately <laughs> reporting what happened. This is exactly what happened. You could bring Brian back for this. Was Brian saw this? I told him contemporaneously. No, no, I'm sure you told him it. Yeah. The way you're telling it now, but I can't imagine this it came out that way. This is what happened. Was there an envelope full of hundreds that no, you did is, with the diaper? No, this is exactly. Thing? I said, it's just because I would say that to anybody, like, if you're my friend. So if, you, if I Free diapers. Help, at free, you know, like, okay. and the DA is probably a woman with, uh, you know, three, it was a guy, actually. guy with two infants at home and could use the diapers probably. <laughs> and the what D- it is. DAs don't make a lot of money, Touch, so touchy subject. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't get that. So I didn't get that. And, and then nine years of bopping around to firms like a lot of people do, and you're like, enough. So you decided you're going to go to school, back to school for psychology. Yeah. Where'd you go? I went to Fairleigh Dickinson. And for two years, you got your master's of psychology. Uh, it takes through well. Three years of classwork and then two more years to do an externship and do an you internship, you, you, dissertation. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you got yeah. a master's at the end? It's a PhD. You got a PhD? Yeah, I'm Dr. Dave. Wait, I didn't know you had a PhD. Come on. I, okay, I knew, but I forgot because I went on living my life. But <laughs> You didn't do your your research for I, this? I didn't go. You have a PhD? You know how many other people want to interview me in their stupid <laughs> bright time podcast <laughs> I'm here? I need it. Hit me up with more bourbon. Yeah, I, I thought – I'll talk for a second while you pour. Right. I thought you got like the lowest graduate degree to get to go out and be able to hang up a shingle and be a psychologist. No. You got a PhD. Yeah. Holy – and I thought the whole doctor thing wasn't because you had a PhD, but because, you know, anyone's a psychologist, they kind of call themselves doctors, but they're not really doctors. But <laughs> <laughs> that, that, That's what my dad would say. <laughs> of course he would. You would if a doctor's a medical doctor. <laughs> prescribe medication. Well, actually, you're kind of close as a psychologist. Mm. So you're a psychologist, and I remember, I do remember this, that in the beginning, when you first started practicing a bit, you, um, every time we'd go out, you'd be like, if I start speaking, you start looking at me, like you're analyzing me, <laughs> trying to figure out, you know, you know, what's making me say this or what, and you would do this for everybody, but I do remember at some point when you would do this with me, you're like, nope, nope, there's nothing behind what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> this is who Brian is. This there's is no, Brian. There's no deeper, you no. know, thing behind as, it. As surface as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> Shallow You're as a like puddle. polished marble. That's, <laughs> that's it. So you were doing that for a while, and uh, tell us some stuff about being a psychologist. You got any good stories? And 
you know, good, good, yeah. good stories. Yeah. Oh yeah. I heard, you know, here's a trauma, traumatic story for you. <laughs> Have you helped anybody in all these Actually, years? Actually, I help people a lot. Oh, I, name one person you really helped. I can't name them because it's confidentiality. Uh, tell us a story about one person you really helped. Well, I'll yeah, sign these HIPAA forms, but uh, no, tell <laughs> okay, us. Okay. I'll tell you exactly today, actually waiting for the train. I get a phone call from one of my clients. She's having a crisis because her family isn't being supportive. Okay. And By the way, my instinct in, yeah. with a story like that would in, always be and initially be, just shake it off. Shake it off. But, but yeah. that's not what psychologists do. Yeah, yeah. Isn't there a pint of ice cream yes. that could- uh, Wah. <laughs> <laughs> so she calls- She calls She calls me and, and she was very um, upset and uh, I had to spend maybe 20 minutes- Calming her down, what we would say, helping her to regulate her emotions. Looking at the clock to make sure you're billing this for this time. Not billing. What a guy. Yeah, what a guy. Um, and uh, helping her just calm down and then seeing like this isn't like a crisis, really. It's just something that's upsetting, right? Because life is going to throw you curveballs. And so you just have to figure out a way to manage um, what life throws at you. Do you, do you use a little – I'm a big – fan of cognitive behavioral therapy i've mm -hmm. studied it for a while and i think i think it's one of the few forms of psychology that has been proven through study mm -hmm. to show to be effective mm -hmm. do you use that it sounds a little what you're doing is a little bit cbt based well um <clears throat> it's it's a little a little bit because i'm dealing with thoughts mm -hmm. sometimes you want you want to look take the thought and encourage the patient to analyze the thought for a moment and see and see is it is it true? Well, right. Like yeah. I'll do that a little bit and say like um, it's not everybody all the time. It's just this situation happening right now. Yeah, for it's, instance, it's, it's, I think that's called but, catastrophizing. Right, catastrophizing. Yeah. And but what I really do is I try to focus on the emotion that comes up because to me, if CBT helps you, if just using some sort of and I liken it to being a litigator, like um, the. There's the irrational thoughts versus the rational thoughts, and then they have a little uh, interplay. debate, interplay. And then, like, if you listen to the rational thoughts, then that calms you down better than good. Like, you know, Jacob hasn't come home yet. Well, he's probably just stuck in traffic, that kind of thing. Or, yeah. or you know, yeah. you, right? So, um, but if at times or over time, if we find that addressing thoughts does not bring the relief that would feel better for you then probably there's something emotional going on and mm -hmm. so the kind of therapy that i practice which um it's a very long name um accelerated experiential dynamic psychotherapy so we abbreviate yeah, yeah, this that. sounds like something on a late night commercial <laughs> i <go> wish <laughs> it would cost too much just to say that name so aedp so basically the idea is that our distress comes from not being able to tolerate our feelings. So if we can work on tolerating our feelings better, then we can be more connected and grounded and confident and have a clarity about a given situation. So what we want to be able to do, let's say there's about, I don't know, half a dozen feelings that are we're all born with, like angry, sadness, joy, excitement, pride, love, um, those are adaptive feelings. So we want to be able to feel those. And then the ones that might be maladaptive would be guilt or shame. Um, those are the ones that we... I never experienced any of those, by the way. Of course. That's why you're always so level and balanced. <laughs> and um, So what I try to do with people is to process these feelings. And there's some behavioral component to it. Like you could say, um, because you are so fearful of feeling... Uh, sad, you don't allow yourself to experience the sadness, but your body is like containing all of that. So we want to be able to make space in a safe place, like with me, for you to feel that sadness. And then once you feel the sadness, you'll see like, oh, that wasn't anything to be really afraid of. Like feelings come in waves and you see at the end of feeling that wave, you feel some relief. Are you talking about the physiological <clears throat> components of it? Like if the sadness is manifesting itself in how your right. body feels right you should let your body feel it right and right. then and then realize that you know so this it's just is what a it, feeling yeah so this is what it's like for me to experience sadness 
Yeah. My, you know, my face feels heavy or I'm crying or this is what it's like for me to feel anger. I'm clenching my fists. I got tension in my shoulders. And to just let yourself go ahead and experience that. There's nothing to be afraid of here. Right? Just go ahead and feel it. And if you feel one thing, it might reveal that there's another feeling there. So we're just trying to uh, provide a space, or I'm trying to provide a space where people can get in touch with their feelings, allow them to happen, notice that, you know, you survived, you can tolerate these feelings, and then what it's like to share these feelings with someone else, which is in therapy, which is me. So then, like, how is it to show me the side of you that's so sad? Or how is it to show me the side of you that's proud of yourself? Because a lot of people have problems feeling pride or experiencing love. And this stuff works. Yeah, it works a lot. So this is transformative. The thing about doing this type of therapy... You've actually done these techniques with people. Yeah. And they've come out the other side. Yeah. If if it really... If they really get it, <clears throat> in a, in, I would assume they come out transformed, as you say. It is transformative. Then they, they tell me, you know, over time, like, you know, I was doing this at home with my wife. Or I was just, something happened and it made me angry. And I was just like, okay, I could be angry. I could be upset about this. Or I could be sad about this. And um, I'm not feeling the same sort of distress I felt before. I feel more connected to who I am. Yeah. Right? And then if you're more connected to who you are, then... The decisions that you can make from that point are going to be more aligned with who you are than decisions you're making when you're suppressing aspects yeah. of yourself. Yeah. So do you ever, when they're angry, do you ever use the technique where you say, it's not your fault? <laughs> it's not your fault. Well, I do, not with it's anger, not but with but with guilt. And it's I know it's funny because I, I, you know. It's not funny. Did you, if you saw Goodwill hunting. If you saw Goodwill I know, hunting. Goodwill hunting. No, no, it's not funny. It worked. Yeah. It absolutely worked. <clears throat> it changed Matt Damon's life. It did. So, I mean, it's not like something like, oh, he tried it and it didn't. It mm. worked. Yeah. So yeah. why aren't you using that every day? Well, I use it where it's appropriate. It would seem always appropriate. It well, worked with, with well, Matt Damon. Well, you, you'd have, you know what, Brian, maybe you want to make an appointment. I've got some openings. <laughs> pro bono? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say pro bono. <laughs> <laughs> so but I, I think you could use it. What 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 is wrong with me? Like I really, I mean, I would love to have a problem we'll to be, that we'll you just, could solve. We'll just make some space. We'll make some space. Let's make some space. We'll, 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 we'll see we'll, what comes up. We're kind of doing it now. Like, yeah. uh, if this actually, this space. Cheers. Cheers. I'm loving this space. <laughs> I'm loving the snowball. <laughs> I have a one of our listeners had a question that they wanted me to post to you. So I think it's a good oh, time hello, to be- listener. <laughs> no, we're not actually live. Oh, we're not live. No, no, but it was. Oh. A, I got it before, and they wanted to know. Is it true that at all times on your phone, you have your go-to karaoke songs? Yes. So you literally carry around a list of karaoke songs that if you just so happen to saunter into a a bar, a karaoke bar, you're ready to go. Or if I'm stuck in an elevator. You never know when you need to have a song ready. That's an odd thing, don't you think? Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's odd for someone who never sings. That's the problem. Wait, well, let me ask you. Try to get you singing. Another listener asked another question, which is... Hello, listener. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is it true? Is it true? Yeah. That in an effort to be efficient, you used to take your dirty dishes oh, into the shower with you <laughs> to clean them. <laughs> but you literally would take your dirty dishes in the shower. So while you're showering, you would clean your dishes. Is yeah, that because true? The same... No, is it true? First, I mean, can I consult with my attorney? First? <laughs> I'm your attorney. Oh, what, I what should I? What you should I... answer? You should answer. Uh, it's, it's true. What? Where does that? Is that? What does that come? What is so because the sink was too small to fit the bowls in there, and I said, "Well, the bathtubs are like just like a really big bowl, so I'll just use the bathtub." But then I was like, "All right, I might as well to save water." Like, and then probably the dishes would like stack up. I'll just wash. So you're in the shower. Yeah. You got the dishes with you, and you scrub the dishes, clean. Yep. You get them clean. Yeah. And then what do you do with them as you continue to shower? You put them on the floor. Do you put them on the side? Where Where do the dishes go? Um, you probably put them on the the bath mat. So now they're on the floor. Yeah, well, that's okay. I mean, it's, a, it's yeah. probably the, you know, I, I would assume the bottom of a, of a tub, it's clean because mm-hmm. it's constantly water and Constantly, soap. right. Yeah. So, it's like a subway pole. So, you yeah, in, just, so, in some ways it, it makes sense, but in some ways it's kind of crazy. It made a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the, that same listener, when I said, that's effed up, <laughs> they responded with, is it or is it genius? And I said, Probably both. Probably both. Probably, probably both. You're hedging your bets. Yeah, I just, I mean, it could it could have elements of both, if mm. you think about it. So, um, 
<laughs> is this another listener? I, I got, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done for the moment with listener comments. Okay. But um, so, Dave, you like a lot of my podcast guests have been married and divorced. Mm-hmm. And but you, you're emphasis unique. on the divorce. Yeah, but you're unique in that you've also <coughs> been engaged. Yeah, and ready to go to the altar. Yeah, and been jilted. Yes, I've been disengaged. Disengaged. Yeah. Um, is this something we could talk about, or is it painful? I mean, we can. I'm not. No, you know, I'm good. Um, I'm not hiding. And anything. then, and by the way, I didn't. You know, that girl was not that. I remember double dating with her. She looked like some actress from HBO or something. I'm glad that didn't work out, frankly. And then you you met some really really great girl who you're with now. Yes. Can we say her name? Francesca. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> Franny. Okay, we'll call her Franny. Yeah. Um, only that's not her name. No, it's not. But her. she was clear. It's her nom de plume. She is a she's a real doctor. We'll yeah. we'll, we'll use that term. Sure. She uh, she works at a clinic for for women who, uh, and reproductive kind of issues, right? Lots of issues. And you were telling me when you started dating her a few years back mm-hmm. that she just there's this great cool girl that I'm with now mm-hmm. and you haven't met her <clears throat> and she's out there but trust me she's cool and I'm like I don't know she seems like mysterious you know she's going to show up here but she's not and I have to tell you I was very skeptical I felt like you know I felt maybe she's embarrassed of you or something because I couldn't get you by <laughs> I had a lot of theories going on in my mind <laughs> and you're the one embarrassed of me no 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 I, I love you oh, okay. but, but I just had a lot of theories like you know Dave seems like he's in love again but this girl, I don't know, the way he's describing her, she, he's in love, but I don't see it. And then finally, um, I forget the first time I met her, but I know one time I met her, we were going to Bethel Woods where they yep. had Woodstock. Mm-hmm. It was REO Speedwagon, and the Sticks. best band in the history of all music, mm-hmm. and Sticks was playing. And we were going with Lon and Natalie mm-hmm. and Brian and Leslie and me, at least didn't want to come, and I don't blame her, and Jay with the red hair and, and his wife didn't want to come, and I don't blame her. And and the galoot was the galoot there? I'm the not glute, sure if the galoot was the there. The was there, and okay. he was, and you and Francesca. Right. And we get there, and we rented this loft. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Do> you, <coughs> describe what we rented, and please talk about the back of the of the loft. It's like a like a barn, sort of <laughs> that's been converted to like a music studio. It was a strange... In the middle of a weird little one-horse town. One-horse town that was, like, this close to, like, turning t- into dust. Abutting the highway. In the Catskills where, where you know, the 50s were the high point and yeah. it's been long forgotten. Way forgotten. And we go in there and, like, there's a dumpster in the back mm-hmm. and there's a barnyard dog bar- barking <laughs> at us. And it was just, it was kind of creepy and weird. But and oh. next to a bar. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. uh, it was a... <clears throat> it was a Cabernet Franks or something. Mm-hmm. And so we, we're there, and you're, your girl's there, and we're getting to know her, and I'm liking her immediately. And then at some point, shortly before the concert's going to start, it's cle- it starts pouring. Yep. And it's clear it's going to keep pouring, and it's mm-hmm. going to keep pouring. And Bethel Woods, where the concert is, is an outdoor venue. And it's a disaster. Yeah. And um, Lon and Brian and a lot of the girls didn't want to go mm-hmm. because it was clear you know this we're going to just going to be drenched right i did my old piloting kind of like weather analysis and i said i think there's going to be a just break. literally a break for mm-hmm. one hour for us so we said let's let's do it and we get in the car and francesca drives mm-hmm. and me you jay jay and francesca. And, yeah and yeah. uh and i maybe one more person and it is <clears throat> raining cats and dogs and we're in these back roads in the catskills mm-hmm. and it's a disaster mm-hmm. but and she, but she was great, and she's laughing, and she's fun, and she drove for us, which was great because we had been drinking a lot, and yep. we're having fun, and yep. we're just grateful that she was doing that. Mm-hmm. And we get there, and it's, it's nighttime, but the skies open up. Mm-hmm. The, it stops raining. We have a great time. The concert's on. You know, as soon as we leave, it starts raining again. And I fell in love with Francesca, mm-hmm. and I agreed that you were right. Mm-hmm. She's a, a great girl. She's amazing. You yeah. voted her MVP of the weekend. I did. It, w- it wasn't, you know, the second place person was, you know, had one vote. Right. You know, it was nobody. It was like Jay with the red hair. Was, he's zany. Swinging Jay. <laughs> Swinging Jay. Oh, so you gave Swinging Jay the nickname Swinging Jay, and wh- why why did you give him that nickname? Because back when I met you, <clears throat> and you introduced me to Jay, 
Jay was uh, going to these singles weekends up in the Catskills. Yeah, it was before he was married. Yeah, before he was married. And so I, I was like, wow, I'm really impressed that like he would just like put himself into that situation. And so it made me think about what a vibrant uh, social life he must be having as a single person. And so I called him. You were him. married at the time? No, 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 this is going back to law school. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then I, I just thought, oh, he's a swinger, swinging Jay. Yeah, so you didn't mean a swinger in terms of like married and switching. No. It was more like he's <clears throat> out there having fun. Yep. And speaking of nicknames, there were two Daves in our first year, <laughs> <laughs> first year law school section. <clears throat> there was you yep. and there was Dave Berkowitz. Yep. And I don't mean the son of Sam, mm-hmm. but he shared the same name. Yeah. And so... You know, you can't just say old Dave and two guys sit around, so we had to give you nicknames. And I think I invented the nicknames, um, and we gave you the nickname Smart Dave because you look smart. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Basically, isn't that a way of saying you look nerdy? Yes. <laughs> it's like just saying I walk around like With the embodying a condom. Like, no one's going to come close to me. <laughs> and then Dave Berkowitz, he, um, this is the funny story. So he got the nickname Prejudice Dave. And, <laughs> and he got the name Prejudice, the nickname Prejudice Dave from me, frankly, because one day we were all together and he was he was railing against how people are can be so, you know, prejudiced. prejudiced. He was like, these races are terrible. And I and he finally said, I hate all races. Yes. And we said, then you're prejudiced because if you hate all races without treating them individually, then that's exactly what prejudice is, is not treating them as individuals. So we called him Prejudice Dave. Exactly. And he was prejudiced against racists. He was. Which is terrible. Rightly so. Oh, oh rightly so. Because oh, we don't, in this yeah. day and age, we have to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, oh, people are listening. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you haven't even listened to one. <laughs> and you love, and Dave, Dave's my one friend who actually listens to podcasts and he won't listen to podcasts. <laughs> Dave, I always like to, you know, we're, we're, we're getting in towards <clears> the end here and, I always like to ask my guests to talk about some funny story or something that they think we, the listeners would enjoy. I, I, I don't get the sense you prepared a lot of stuff, but is there anything that we should be hitting? Maybe it's something about you and I together? Um, some story that you think is not boring? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you got anything? Um, I'll keep going, but if you have something. Um, I, I did not prepare so you have nothing. That's okay. I don't have anything. That's okay. That's that's. Yeah. Okay. You remember when in law school we um we had a softball team, mm. and we were playing in Brentwood, which is in Suffolk. Oh my god! And there there were two stories that I remembered from that <clears throat> that team that I guess I put together was, I remembered two things. Number one, there was a time when you were catcher, yeah, and someone was run, coming home. And they, our outfielder threw the ball to you. Yeah, the outfielder's it, name was Lon. It was Lon. Lon yeah. did it directly. Yeah. And it was a perfect throw. I mean, my God, Lon's best throw ever. Yeah. One hop right to you. And for some reason, you missed it. And it hit you on the upper lip. And the seam of the of the softball created an, a kind of a cross, like an X, yep. right, on yep. your upper lip. My filtrum. Yep. <laughs> Is that, well, you are a doctor. A little indentation. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, it was bad. Yeah. And you went to the hospital and you had plastic surgery on your lip. Yeah. And I, I always felt after that surgery, you were much more handsome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whatever they did, they did right. I mean, did they take a little off the side? I mean, so that I remember that story. But the story that I thought was really funny was I remember I was a pitcher. On, I, I think I was a pitcher on the team because Pete was the, Pete Tober was the first base. You got to get him in here. Oh, he's coming in. And, um, I remember we were always short a player. It was Mm -hmm. always tough. Mm -hmm. People were busy. It was law school. But one time we were literally one player short of forfeiting. Mm -hmm. And there was this guy, maybe in his 30s, walking near the... Near the really? field. I don't know. Maybe you weren't there. Oh. Maybe you weren't because I was recovering. Well, well, sure. I, I suspect that's right. Mm. This is we're short a guy. We're about to forfeit. A guy's walking around the field, stumbling around. We're like, you can can you play with us? And he's like, sure. Mm. We're gonna put him as catcher. So that and if you were the catcher, then it makes sense that you weren't there. Yeah. We bring him in there, and he's drunk. <laughs> he's a thirty-something-year-old, fairly young guy, but he's drunk. But he's playing, and I like, just all you got to do is catch the ball. We just don't want to fall off and just throw it. So I would pitch the ball. <laughs> Let's say the batter missed or whatever was a ball. The, this guy catches it, and all he has to do is throw it back to me. 
but he's drunk. <laughs> so he just wants to talk during the game. He's like, bro, and he's, he, he's talking. And I'm going to throw it back. And I'm like, just give me the ball. And <laughs> it was a comedy. <laughs> this guy wouldn't throw the ball back. And this went on for the whole game. But, you know, <laughs> he saved us. And, uh, you know, I'm mad at you for not being oh, there. Oh, it's my fault. <laughs> I apologize. It's all your fault. It's, it's, it's not your fault. Oh, it's not your fault. That means Come so give much. me a hug. I'm going to hug you. That it's means not your so fault. much. <laughs> I want a spoon. Dave. Can you make the fish face? <laughs> Which one? You just, no, no. You should like. Oh, the, the grouper. Yeah. Wait, the grouper. wait. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's a game. It's a game. But I saw a grouper once and they have the funniest faces. So, so uh, Dave, we're going to close it out pretty soon, but I, I want to ask you first a question that I ask on all the other podcasts. Not all, but How would I know this? Yeah, exactly, because you don't listen. Dave, if you could write the own, the, your own message on your own tombstone before mm-hmm. you go, mm-hmm. what would you write? You call this a tombstone? You could do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take one more chance? Well, what's the matter with that? You call this a tombstone? You call this a tombstone? All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Um, are you in, and Francesca going to get married? Who knows? Does, uh, is it going to happen this year? I uh, cannot say. Where's well, your magic eight ball? Uh, <laughs> you're the, I'm trying to make turn you into one. Are you gonna? Are you going? If if you do get married, can we do a destination wedding? We could do a destination everything. I I would like to go I, somewhere. I tied my shoes. We could do a destination. You know, shoelace. <laughs> anything. If I told you that I wanted to be in the wedding party, would you put me in it? You would be the only member. But sure. Um, you could be both the bridesmaids. You don't. You don't envision a, a wedding like that—a conventional uh, wedding. Not with. at this stage. No. What do you think of me? You're awesome. Do you like me? You're the best. <laughs> what what do, you, what do you like about me the most? Um, you're impenetrable. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what the, what does that mean? I'll, I'll let you figure that. I mean, pe- I mean, well, I I thought we established that mm. there's nothing to penetrate. Like it's not like it's not like I right. did some lower level yeah. where yeah. you're so Right. There's nothing there. So it's not impenetrable. There's right. nothing to penetrate. There's nothing there. Yes. That's what I like about you. There's just <laughs> nothing there. That's what makes you the zero best. Depth. Zero depth. <laughs> zero. Zero point zero. You're a sea level. Okay. That's where you are. I, I it seems to work. It's worked for all and it just you know what? It actually kills me how well it's worked for you. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. I struggle over everything. I think everything like five times around. I need your son to figure out some algorithm so I can work out my life. And you're like, why bother? Everything just works out for you. It always works out. I, but the thing, I spotted this in you from the moment I met you. That's why I punched you in the face. You, you, you angry. Because I, because I was like, ride this guy's coattails. He knows. He, I, he's figured it out. But I never let you get on. No. Well, maybe you I pulled him out from under me like maybe a rug. Maybe I have in a sense. Maybe just being around me has been the coattail you needed. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're not buying that theory. No. All right, Dave. Um, I really enjoyed this. This has been fun. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, mostly because of the bourbon. Well, you, you know, know, you're all right. Yeah, yeah. No, listen, I, I, I know my audience and I know we need uh, the drinks help. Ooh. Dave, I would like to give you the last word. Or the last sentence or the last paragraph, but whatever you wish, um, let's close it out and bring it home. Let's close it out. Um, well, let's just say that life throws you a lot of curveballs, but if you got a guy like Brian Denevsky backing you up, like, can we just like go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we just, we'll meet Jay and Dave in yeah, let's 15 just, minutes. Let's just go. I'm, I'm so ready to eat. All right, Dave. It was a pleasure having you on. Thank you. Thank you very much.